Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's the Melchester Odyssey. Uh, This is actually episode 136, can you believe it? Um, I don't know what that translates, three years is it? I don't know. Um, but here we are, and it is the... Uh, know this now, listener, we will never stop doing this. We will never stop, because once we get to the end of Rory the Rovers, we'll go back to the beginning. We will then reassess previous ones again. Uh, we will reassess previous episodes of the Melchester Odyssey that we've done. This will never end. Uh, that no is one can stop us, not even if... The government tried to intervene. Not even the Department death. of Culture, Media and Sport. Who's currently in charge of that? It's uh, it's that um, Nadine Dorries, isn't it? Ah, Nadine Dorries. <laughs> she's the worst, isn't she? She is. You know, she used to work in TV, and Did she? A tele- uh, uh, apparently she was uh, she tried it on with a television producer who's known to both you and I. Mm. But that's just scurrilous gossip. Wow. Um, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't say no. <laughs> You'd have to, mate. <laughs> you have to draw that. the line somewhere. No, I mean, you know. You can't. No. We've all got weird... Not even for the bants. We've all got weird quirks, let's just Mind say Mind you, I mean, you know, if you had to have sex with a Tory, it would probably be pretty Patel. <laughs> No, it would be needing Dory's over Pretty Patel. I'll tell you no. Penny Mordant. Penny Mordant. Uh, Do you no. know which one that is? No, she was Penny the one Mordant. who went on that diving programme. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, not her. Um, Baroness Warsi, who I don't think is a Tory anyway. She seems all right. <laughs> Do you think she's covert? Yeah. D- her, um, again, over Penny Mordant. Who was the one that, that left and defected? To the to that other party and then to the Lib Dems. Oh, I can't remember her name now. I thought that was a Labour MP. I thought no. it was mainly Labour MPs who did that. No, there was Went a Tory to that, one. What was it called? I can't remember. Some daft fucking party. She was the MP for Cambridge or somewhere like that. I'm gonna have to look this up. Now, this is a terrible fucking episode. This is. Yeah, and also I'm a bit worried. Does it sound a little bit sexist slash pervy slash misogynistic? Does. Like, well, I'll tell you, I'd have six. 
We yeah. wouldn't have sex with any of them. We're we're not interested in sex. We scrap that. What we're talking about is their attractiveness. But even that feels a bit. Oh, I don't know. Maybe just edit this stuff out. I mean, Heidi Allen. That's all her. right. Yeah, Heidi Allen. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. What were you saying? <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Manchester, Rory the Rovers. I have it my left hand. Um, well, uh, stop right there. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. End the episode. Oh, <laughs> yes. There's a reason why it's my left hand. Um, the 16th of April, 1983 edition of Roy of the Rovers, um, which promises Brighton versus Sunderland in colour. Let's just head straight to that, shall we? Mm. Um, I looked at this earlier on. It's not very exciting. It's Ali McCoist, actually during the short period he played for Sunderland when he was very, very young. Very tender. Oh, no, it's not Ali McCoy, it's Ian Munro. Who was very, very uh, haggard, but also Scottish. Ian Munro and Rob Hindmarsh um, restricting Brighton's Andy Ritchie. Two against one, it says. And if you've been having any sexual thoughts whatsoever, looking at this photograph will immediately um, quell them. Diffuse those. Yeah, I do that a lot. If ever I feel like I might be uncharacteristically triggered, I reach yeah. for an old 80s copy of Roy the Rovers and yeah. it really diffuses some, the situation quickly. Some, some football Just action. looks like a load of men who smell of farts and gravy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's Brighton versus Sunderland. There's also a centre spread of Paul Sturrock of Dundee United doing the sign, please. Um, we'll not look Paul at Sturrock, that. who... Oh, God. Paul Sturrock was uh, quite the thing in management for five minutes, wasn't he? About he was. 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. I think he'd done really well in the lower leagues, so everyone thought, oh, he'll be all right in the top division. And I think he went right, to the did, did great, he went I mean, to. he did great at Plymouth Argyle. That was right, Plymouth, yeah. And then he, and and then then he got his chance at Southampton. But it didn't. It didn't quite work out. Mm. But um, I, would I want a poster of him in his prime? Yeah, I always remember thinking he had a lovely face. I'll show Not you. Not conventionally it. handsome, but kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a kind-faced man. A kind-faced man. Uh, he always seemed like a nice fella when he was being interviewed, and he used he to did, do. Yeah. Did he not used to do restaurant reviews or something in his spare time? What, I for the Southampton Gazette or something? He, he might have been on TripAdvisor. I don't know. He, I'm sure he did. He, he was a, a restaurant buff, but then he was uh, he put quite a bit of weight on after he'd finished playing, which I think I like yeah, it when he did. players yeah, do I mean, that. You just showed me that picture of him it. playing, and yeah. he's almost unrecognisable. Yeah, um, I like that when they go to seed. When they I stop love it playing. when it's just like I call it doing a Russell Crowe because Russell Crowe had a policy of like. In, in the days when Russell Crowe did films like Gladiator, yeah. where he had to be in like really good shape, he'd do it for them. I read an interview with him once. He goes, yeah, I mean, if they're paying me millions of pounds, <laughs> he goes, you got, you got to understand the amount of money they're offering. If all I have to do is just like basically not eat chips <laughs> or drink beer for like six months. I mean, it's fucking well worth <laughs> Of course it. I'll do it, yeah. But, but the moment the film is over... What he'd do is, he would, the moment it was a wrap, he would get straight in his fucking chauffeur-driven limo and he would go and check into a hotel suite at the fanciest hotel in town and he would call ahead and have it so they filled an entire bathtub and it would probably be a, a you know, one of them big hot tubs, wouldn't it, yeah, if he was in a fancy suite, just with cans of lager. Yeah. 
and, and chips. fill it with room chips service of burgers and chips so it was all ready for him when he got there. Iced mm. beer and loads of... And he would almost, on purpose, try and put on as much weight as he could very quickly yeah. because he was like, now it's time to live it up, Russie boy. You've done your, you've done your acting, you've earned your money, you've put the hard yards in and now it's time to get fucked. He's showing John Hollywood who's in charge, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got your money and now. Look what I'm doing with it. Spend DiCaprio, it on chips. DiCaprio, my favourite actor of them all, right? Right. Fucking love DiCaprio. He does that, doesn't he? You always see him in between films looking gloriously fat and Hockey. like with a real kind of big fuck you smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> fuck well, you, Hollywood. I'm well, a fat so unless someone's paying me not to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, famously going to be in the movies this year. Apparently yeah. so. And, Who knows and, what the last meter, what ship the last meter be in? Well, without giving too much away, I have heard that they've already put you on the same <laughs> regime, the same regimen that Daniel Craig on underwent for uh, Casino Royale for that shot <laughs> when he came out of the sea. I was hoping to get Robert De Niro and Raging Bull. <laughs> no, <laughs> on seven uh, look, I know you don't want to reveal too much yet, but suffice to say, Andy's got a lot of personal trainers and nutritionists operating yeah. around him at the moment and uh, it's going to be quite a reveal it certainly is all will be revealed probably not till 2023 um, so what have we got yeah we've got the front cover of this I'll show you the front cover I've, actually I've, I've sent it to you haven't I it's along yeah. with the strips itself and it's Merv Wallace um, being fouled a great two footed lunge Look at the look on look at the expression on the face of the defender who's just taking him out. He's <laughs> relishing like, the foul. Ah! These were the days where you could relish it. I bet this cunt didn't even get booked for that. Right. He's he's going in, he's he's scissored Merv Wallace between his two legs. He is t- he's he's making contact with the ball, and that's why this wouldn't have been penalised. Because in them days, as long as you made some contact with the ball, it didn't matter what else happened, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas now Yeah. You, now, as I understand it, even if you make clean contact with the ball, if the other man falls over, yeah, then yeah. it's yeah, look the hard. whistle gets blown. Yeah, but that's actually true. Yeah. It makes no sense. Pathetic, it makes no it? sense at all. Especially mm-hmm. when you think that a sliding tackle is almost, it's probably second only to a goal, isn't it, in terms of the things you like to see in a game. Of course, game. it rouses the crowd, doesn't it? Well, that and a dog on the pitch. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the rules are surrounding that. If a dog gets on a pitch, do you think they var it to like, you know, oh, and there's a dog on a pitch. There's going to be a pause in proceedings here as <sighs> Stockley Park examine the footage to see if that really was a dog on the pitch or whether trying, it was it, imagine, a cat. Try and ascertain what breed it is. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, fucking var. And they get that wrong, the cunts. <laughs> fucking... I just can't be asked to football anymore, Sam. Stockley Park, the ref's gone over to the... He's going over to the screen. He's looked at it and he's saying it's a Spaniel. He's saying it's a Spaniel. Every cunt can see that's a fucking golden retriever, you cunt. Yeah. Everyone watching this can see that's a golden retriever. The ref has insisted. He's had four looks at it and he says it's a Spaniel. I was thinking about this when, when... Over the Christmas period when the darts was on, and I was I just I just lose myself in the darts when that's on. Yeah. You know, I've talked about it before. That, that was that Daft Punk song with Noel Rogers, wasn't it? Lose, lose yourself, yourself in the darts. to darts. Yeah, lose yourself to darts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's no var in darts, and there'll never be no. var in darts, and it's all all the better for it. And I was 
reading tweets about the Arsenal Man City game that was on where there was two decisions one went to VAR and was given one wasn't I can't remember the full details but it was so tedious just looking at the tweets about it and then I only, I only glimpsed the thing on match of the day when it was on I just thought I can't be fucking bothered with this I can't be bothered to sit and watch mm. some fucking there's not even any consistency to it anymore it's nah, pathetic it's got if anything it's got worse yeah well, it started off yeah. all right this season because they thickened the lines or something, hadn't they, for offside. Yeah. So it seemed as though it was it was better. And then it's just all descended back into the But the thing is, right, it, it, anyone will know this from the workplace. If you give people any sort of responsibility, especially if it's to have an opinion on something, people will not treat that lightly. They will never impose a lightness of touch upon themselves right they will always mm. if you give them the ability to express an opinion right they will clutch that with both hands no matter what so yeah. with with whoever these cunts are in Stockley Park they're given the power to watch things back they're not going to go nah it's fine carry on or they're not going to go we've looked here and it's just we'll leave you out the ref was right if you give people that, what do you think? They'll always go, well, this is what I think. It's like when you sit in a meeting. In any job you do, anyone who's sat in meetings, the meetings always go on for five times longer than they need to because the room is full of cunts thinking, well, I'm going to express an opinion here because if not, what am I here for? Yeah, I look like what I is life all it. about? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like before we've asked for people's opinions, and we'll never make this mistake again, asking for <laughs> listeners' opinions on things, right? Yeah. What What do you think? No one's going to go, well, some people do, but, you know, the good ones go, oh, I don't know, you know, it's, it's your life, Whatever. it's your podcast, do what you think's right, mate. Right? Oh, well, now that you've asked me for my opinion, please find... Herewith attached a 40,000 word essay in which I will give you my opinions not just on the subject you've asked me about, but on a number of other things too, yeah. including the future of liberal democracy. And you're like, just don't fucking invite people. Stotley Park cunts, right? They can't just fucking leave well alone. Mm. They've got, so they thicken the lines, yeah, and they were like, well, that takes a, and now they're looking for other shit because they're bored. They're fucking mm. bored, so they're looking for yeah. other shit to interfere with. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, we've said, we've people said this love before. interfering. We've said this before, that the world is now full of opinions that, that, that are freely oh. available to, to read and to also offer that, that yeah. wasn't there before the internet. And so now everyone yeah. thinks they've got to fucking give their opinion. And this no. is it as well. Yeah. Right. And this is an they opinion. They give an opinion, and you go, why don't you keep your opinion to yourself? And on Twitter, they'll go, oh, Oh, you're you're against debate. You're restricting well, my freedom of speech now. Yeah, yeah, I fucking am. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I am. I'm against fucking debate and I'm against freedom of speech and all. If you Keep don't it want to my, your fucking self. If you don't want my opinion, you shouldn't be on Twitter because Twitter is a public forum. That's why yeah. what it exists for. Oh Christ! I've just looked at Twitter now and Nadine Dorries is fucking trending. Oh, that's but, because dare I what click on you, it? you said. Uh, because I spread it while you was I was live tweeting saying yeah. pass it on. You just Andy tweeted Dawson, Andy and Nadine, three K I S S I N G. Conservative MP Andrew Rosendell is a nutjob as well. Asked yeah, what I've can be done. 
What can be done to get the BBC to play the national anthem at the end of every day? To which Nadine Dorries replies, fantastic question. These kids are mad, aren't they? (laughs) These kids are mad. These people are fucking insane. Yeah. Right? They are insane. Like, the world is, like, literally, you know, we... The world is burning, right? The planet is fucking on fire, right? Uh, the planet's on fire. There are yeah. fucking millions of kids living out of food banks, and these cunts are literally spending all their time saying shit like, "Let's play the fucking national anthem on TV." It's what it's, is it's the that matter thing with you've these just said. It's lunatics? that thing of just it's saying something just to fucking justify your existence and yeah. make it look like you're contributing something. Like, it's, do I exist if I'm not expressing an opinion? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Is life actually happening? Fucking hell. It's like the other day, January the 1st, was the hottest January the 1st ever, and it was like 16 degrees, I think, down south. Mm. And mm. the news had loads of footage of people swimming in the sea and things like that. And they're going, look at this, isn't this brilliant? Whee! It's the hottest January the 1st ever. No, that's not brilliant. The planet's that's burning. Not... Look, that's why it's watched, hot today. Have you watched Don't Look Up yet? This is, I watched the first half an hour of it. I haven't watched the rest is, of it. This yet. is what it's about. It's yeah. this sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. It's just like that. Exactly that. Like, wee, look at this. Everyone's swimming in the sea. Oh, look at her. She looks lovely in a bikini, didn't she? January the anyway, 1st. Anyway, oh, never mind. Oh, there's some daffodils coming through. It's only January the 1st. Is that brilliant? Yeah. No! Fuck! <laughs> Panic! <laughs> fucking <sighs> madness. What a world, mate. What, what a, a fucking, fucking world. Jalapeno. 
<laughs> good night. Good night, wanker. Night, night. Night, I'm night. Sleep for this. tight in your muddy grave. That's for getting me arrested, you fucking prick. That's um, for fucking accusing me of murder and trying to murder you without a shred of fucking evidence. I'm actually murdering you now. <laughs> with mud. <laughs> Death by mud. A mud murder. Uh, so at the top, it tells I tell you us what, what, just side note, I'm not going to distract us, but mental note for both of us is we probably haven't discussed mud enough on this podcast generally. And not it's yet. a potential future deep dive subject mm. oh, maybe that history box that's yeah. it history maybe of mud. just history box just more shit about mud because mud is a thing that uh, would have occupied a huge amount of our time when we were younger and we don't talk about it enough <laughs> i mean I, I'll, I'll do some groundwork if you like and i'll just search wikipedia now for mud see what it brings up uh not the band not the band oh it's quite a short quite a short page actually um, I think there's enough there for an episode, though, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to delve further into mud. What is it? What's it made of? Where does it come from? What's its agenda? Well, let's and do also that next its week. cultural significance. Let's do that next week because we did a life logistics yeah. this week, so we'll do we'll do mud next week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there is, there's there's some good images there. There's one, and the caption for the image just says "mud plastered home in Pakistan." Oh, so that. you know. It's it's a strong page. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that next week then. Mud. Can we touch upon the group mud as well, though? Or is that a yeah, separate episode? Not? Or do that the week after? Well, you got to respect them for fucking naming themselves after mud. Do you know what I mean? What should we call it? Fucking mud, mud obviously. What's the best thing you can think of? Mud. <laughs> yeah. I call it mud. Fucking love a bit of mud. <laughs> doesn't, though. Who doesn't? Mud's great. Oh. It's great fun. When you've got a bit of mud on you, you know you've had a good day. We'll do um, we'll do two episodes. First one can be mud brackets substance, and the second episode can be mud brackets group. <laughs> Pop group of the seventies. <laughs> anyway, please, I implore you. Let's get back to this fucking story. <laughs> so it says. Unhappy with mounting criticism of his team management, Roy Race was still considering a fabulous offer to become player manager of Walford. Then, against lowly Redstoke, Roy took Charlie Carter's place in goal and was hurt whilst making a save with the score at 2-2. Oh, I'm hurt. Uh, he's hurt. Ah, oh, he's face down. Uh, Guthrie's pushing him down. Um, uh, and uh, what's his name again? The fucking ginger wanker. Gosling? No. No, Nat Gosling's the old cunt. Gosden? No. Oh, what's his name? Always Noel Baxter. Name. Just, Noel we've had Baxter. a month off. I forgot who all these fuckers yeah. are. Yeah, we're out of the loop here. Uh, Noel, Noel Baxter. Baxter. How Noel Baxter's held his place down in this fucking team, <laughs> in the squad, let alone team, is beyond me. It's He's society. never even been shown to be a good player. Yeah. He's fucking liability. Uh, ref, hold it. Rise flat out. He says, and then the ref someone give a fuck. He's just run it off. Yeah, he's running the direction, <laughs> and the crowd is shouting, "Stop the game! Someone put the ball into touch! Someone, <laughs> anyone! There's a life to be saved here." Do you know what my favourite thing in football is? Is when a, a team is being implored to kick the ball out because mm. one of the opposition players is injured, 
and they just carry on and score a goal anyway. Yeah. That's the funniest oh, fucking see. thing that, you can that see. That should count double, double goal for that. It's just <laughs> fucking great. They should have a, they should have one of those um, street glitter cannons go off. Yeah. <laughs> a gigantic one to mark that goal. Because it's called, what What would you call that? A shithouse goal. A shithouse goal, yeah. You know what they should be? Stockley Park should have two rooms. One room should yeah. be full of these retired referees or whatever they've got, and the other room should be full of fans or official shithouses, and it should be <laughs> like a random thing that selects which one they're going to go to to decide if it's a goal or whatever. It should be. They should get the son of Diego Maradona to be yeah. in there. Yeah. All the, the numerous children of and Diego Maradona. we're going Maradona. over now. We throw okay. that to Stockley Park, and the random selector has selected the shithouse room. So this is going to be a shithouse decision on this one. Yeah. yeah fucking give it. That's good. Double That's good. goal. They, they score goal while man with broken leg on floor crying like a baby. I declare two, two goals. goals. <laughs> Double goal. You know what? I might just start watching Argentinian football if I can get that on some obscure channel. Because yeah. the Argentinians, they play football right. They're mm. fucking mad. Mm. They're all shit houses, And they're the most passionate. And they're also the hardest. They're fucking mad. Well, like yeah, we've got a, a little skinny cunt who plays for us, Manuel Lanzini, right? Mm. And he's sort of like a skillful midfielder. But I tell you what, you wouldn't fuck with him. People no. underestimate him. And any Argentinian West Ham have had, we've had a few over the years, Carlos Tevez, Pablo Zabaleta, they, they arrive at the club like they would, like from day one, they're like, I'll die for this fucking club. And they're not yeah. fucking around either. They're not yeah. doing that. I've always had a soft spot for West Ham. They're like, you guys are paying my wages. These fans come to see me. I will die for this club. What yeah. are you talking about? You're only like a sub. You've only just got it. I don't care. I would die. I'll put myself in front of a fucking yeah, yeah. bullet. They're like fucking Russell, mad. Like Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. You're pitting yeah, millions. I will die for you. They're like, Argentinians are the fucking best. I want to start watching Argentinian football. And it's an entire South American thing, isn't it? As, as we've both said before in the past, the best game of recent years was Colombia versus England in the 2018 World Cup, where <laughs> Colombia tried to shithouse England out of existence. <laughs> what about when Argentina... I mean, Argentina has shithoused us out of two World Cups, and people always think <laughs> yeah. of the hand of God, which I think yeah. we voted the greatest moment in the history of Britain, right? Yeah. But people forget about the next one when they... <laughs> And Diego Simeone shithoused Beckham. Beckham. Hey, David boy, what's the matter? You're thinking of that sexy bitch from the Spice Ladies? Yeah, I'd like to give her some fucking real love. Oh, I'm going to kick you, you rude man. Kick. Ah, oh, referee. The motherfucker kicked me. Little kick. Ah, oh, you see that? I didn't even provoke him. I was just going on to see if he's okay. Kicky kick. It was just a little kick as well. It was the little kick. Ref, he said a mean thing about my le- about my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. How I know anything about his girlfriend? I don't know who he is. Seems Send so. him off. He's crazy. He lost his mind. Kick, uh. kick. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, David boy. Bye, luck. Bye, luck, my friend. I'll see you in the bar afterwards and make sure you bring that sexy spice lady with you and all. And the, I mean, not only did the shithouse England out of the tournament, the ramifications were huge. The ramifications were oh. Beckham became public enemy number one and they were burning effigies of him and stringing him up. David, it's me, Diego Simeone. I'm just calling to say, 
I feel quite bad. I only wanted you to get sent off so we could shithouse you out of the tournament. I didn't know all the people back in your home country were going to threaten to hang you. I call for, I call it for catch-up. It's, it's what I call duty of care. Yeah, this is real that bad. I just, I just been seeing the pictures. They're hanging you, yeah? That's not good. I didn't think it would end like this. I thought people would just forget about it. All you did was a little kick. Yeah, it was, it was just a tiny kick. Be honest, I didn't even feel it. <laughs> what what size are your feet, David? Three, four? <laughs> They're tiny feet like girls. <laughs> kick kick <laughs> Kicky David Beckham. That's what they call him in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> they call him his nickname there is the little shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say anything about his girlfriend. He get real shoe. hot under the collar. <laughs> he kick you with his little foot. His, his girlfriend got bigger foot than him. <laughs> she got a foot like fucking bolt. I seen her in the video for want to be. <laughs> she like fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to get through this this edition of Roy the Rovers. I was this watching. Week, um, I watched the Euro '96 uh, Christmas Top of the Pops on Christmas Eve. The Euro '96 um, Top of the Pops. What? Well, it was. It was just. It was just 1996. Oh, but yeah. I just, as you know, I just call it you Euro '96. The year. Yeah. And th- rather than all the DJs presenting it, because it was Euro 96 and everything was crazy, yeah. the Spice Girls presented it. Oh, wow. And the Spice Girls, in this is like in their first flush of success, because 96 yeah. was their big year. They'd yeah. had like Wannabe and then all the others. And so within the space of just a year, they'd gone from being unheard of to being like the, the fucking mm. Beatles, practically, in terms of fame. So they presented it. At this stage, they were totally unpolished and still kind of untainted or unjaded by fame. And they were they were properly fucking mad. And it was yeah. really different times. Like, people look back on the 90s and go, hey, laddism, Euro 96, ladettes. And you sort of think, ah, oh, was it really like that? It might have been exaggerated a bit. But they're, they're fucking, they're on top of the pops. It used to be like, the year before, it was fucking Peter Powell going, hi, this is uh, Dead or Alive. Like, all cheesy. <laughs> Not the previous year, but until recently. And fucking Spice Girls are really mad. And in every link, right, yeah. they're like, they're pissed. They're brilliant. They're like, yeah. they're just pissed up Smoking in every champagne. link. Smoking champagne, cigars and, and all that. And in every link, right, they talk only <laughs> in, about how much they fancy the next male pop star who's coming up. <laughs> and there's something great about it because yeah. women are, have been kind of sexualized in that way, in a very casual way by, you know, men on TV for mm. many years in a kind of corny, cheesy Alan Partridge. Here's a lovely lady. Like you see mm. all the old ones from the eighties, right? Yeah. The Spice Girls are just doing it, but really brazenly about every bloke in a way that clearly intimidates all the men as well. <laughs> Right, because they do it to anyone as well. Yeah. Like so, for instance, a running joke throughout it is Michael Jackson has like a few has had a few hits that year, and they run clips of the video, and Scary Spice keeps going. I don't care what anyone says; he's still fit, and I Ugh. I definitely would. Oh, right? God. <laughs> Just really funny. Jesus. But like Victoria, who you always think is the aloof one, is like particularly mental. She goes. 
This next song is here in the studio. People call him Richard Miles, but I don't. To me, he'll always be Dicky Kilometers. And I tell you what, he could have my babies. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Dicky Kilometers. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> this one-hit instrumental wonder could have my babies. Yeah. <laughs> he'll do. He could have my babies. But Fuck they say about everyone in that way that is designed to intimidate and confuse the men around them uh, which i think is fabulous yeah brilliant yeah more of that yeah wasn't richard miles a song called children though is that why she's said that was it was it richard miles that did children oh maybe yeah i'm on the google again might have been someone else yeah robert miles yeah that was him oh that's it bobby kilometers that's what she said bobby kilometers that's what it is yeah yeah. Anyway, Bobby, the joke still stands. And like you say, yeah, exactly. I mean, more, I, I must admit, that. I didn't expect you to deep dive the joke to that degree, but well, uh, not, <laughs> suffice Sam, to Sam, say. Sam, it was 1996. I was still working in our price. This, this is all <laughs> yeah. information yeah, that's retained. Yeah. It's really great. It really, I usually watch only 80s Top of the Pops in the build up to Christmas, but I thought I'll give 96 a go. And it really, it was brilliant. It captures yeah. the spirit of that of those times in a in a, in a very accurate and powerful way. I'll have a look. I'll have a look on the iPlayer because it'll still be on there. We could do it as a history box if you want. So like they take the piss out of everyone and they're just fucking mad. And you realise that it was a, that it, in that moment culturally, people did genuinely just start thinking. Do you know what? All this being formal and strict and careful yeah. about what you say and cheesy, that all that's bollocks. Let's just start acting at all times, even when we're on the BBC on Christmas Day, like we're in the pub. Yeah. Chris you Evans is our leader now. Yeah, it was like that. It was something <laughs> fucking brilliant. It felt anarchic. And I know everyone says, oh, in Richard, it was all kind of commercialised and phony. But I looked at that and I thought, yeah, that was a, a right laugh. Because only five minutes previously, it still would have been fucking, yeah, Bruno Brooks or yeah. whoever, you know. Totally. Well, yeah, we can do a deep dive of that episode if you want to do that after we've done mud and mud. Yeah. Um, right, we'll leave it there because we're, we're going to abort this one. We've got no we're chance getting of getting nowhere. That's fine. There's no rush. Yeah. Uh, like we said, it's never going to end. Thanks for listening, everybody, and goodbye. All the best. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,